When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello one and all, and welcome to Behind the Glass. I'm your host, Sam, from the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass. And I'm Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. Yes, you are. Uh, each week we get together, we talk about cars, motorsport, F1... Car, what else? Cars? Cars? We cars, 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 cars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can watch us on youtube.com forward slash behind the glass. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications. And Tony, if people want to support this podcast, what should they do? Watch it. No. <laughs> <laughs> but also head to Patreon. You can support us on patreon.com forward slash behind the glass. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you're not watching on YouTube today, please stop what you're doing and go over to the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash behind the glass, because you need to see Tony's outfit right now. What's <laughs> matter here? You Are literally you look like you just got here from the North Pole. Well, it's cold, mate. It's cold, but this is extreme. I mean, it's like Scott of the Antarctic meets Stormzy. You know, you know what annoys me about these big coats is that when you get in the car, you can't drive in them. Oh, I know, it's awful, isn't it? It's... it but this is layers. That's why you need layers. So a Swedish man taught me this word. <laughs> Swedish <laughs> Layers. Because you're right. These big puffer jackets you get. Oh, yeah, looking like a boss. Like, as I say, you literally look like you're either going to mug someone or climb Everest. Um, but get in the car and suddenly you're like, oh, my God, you feel like the Michelin man. Yeah. So I take it off, obviously, when I'm driving. And then I've just got a T-shirt on. And it's laziness, to be fair. Layers, you are completely right. But there is absolutely no way I'm going to walk around with three jumpers on, four tops, and a thin coat like you. And constantly be taking them on and off. Yeah, and yeah. And it's yeah. a disaster. Love the it. only thing is, is when you start walking around with these big... You do actually get really hot. Yeah. Like, na- even when it's, like, really cold outside, you just get hot. They're brilliant, but they're, they are... I mean, they're effective. Um, uh, yeah. But yeah, they get in the way. And anyway, well, as I say, you're missing out. If you're, if you're not watching, you're missing out because I'm here in just a relatively normal jumper and then <laughs> next to me is, well, yeah, it's like um, when David Attenborough goes to film the penguins. That's what you call it. I'm like an igloo. <laughs> you're like an igloo. Uh, anyway, before we get into today's episode, we've got an, an ad, a hashtag ad. What, we've got to put one in? We're doing one right now. Are we? For Seen Through Glass Coffee. Oh. Hello. Because, yes. Uh, some of you, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll know. And if you don't follow me on Instagram, what are you doing with your life? Uh, I launched these, the STG travel mugs. Uh, so the awesome team at Perla actually made one of these for me uh, quite a few months ago, I think in the summer. And I was using it just on road trips and stuff because how cool to have your own brand mm-hmm. travel mug. And then a load of you were commenting and asking about it in videos. Going, oh, what's that? Where, where, where can I get an STG travel mug? So here you go. You can now get them unbelievably. Uh, head over to drinkperla.co.uk. Um, they're super good, really nice design. And for me, the ultimate test is so far, so far, they're fitted in every single car cup holder that I've tried. Uh, and 
and now, well done, by the way. Thank congratulations. You. Thank you very much. Uh, you now have to invoice STG for that from behind, behind the glass has to invoice STG. Yeah, yeah. Oh damn it! What kind of rate? <laughs> I can't afford to pay myself. Oh, for God! <laughs> <laughs> the podcast has gone well this year, Tony, and we're going to review that. But it's not gone quite that well. It's wood, wooden dollars, mate. <laughs> wooden dollars. You're right. Yeah. Um, but just to sort of rattle it out, because not only have we launched the STG travel mug, which, as I say, you can get drinkperla.co.uk. Go and find the scene through glass section. Super nice. Uh, but also, we've been working really hard behind the scenes on Nespresso compatible pods because i realize that not all of you out there are sort of coffee aficionados who can or want to make whole bean or ground coffee at home lots of you just use the or like to have nespresso machines or the ease of pods so really been working hard on that it's actually quite a hard thing to do this is getting a bit nerdy for a second no, no i'm listening speciality roasted coffee doesn't really translate to a pod uh any sort of coffee snob will know that pods typically don't have the greatest taste it can take, be, take some flavor away yeah you know as you would expect um be like a can and a bottle with coke well there you go yeah. i mean but sort of i guess to even more extreme kind i of understand version. boy yeah thank you uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah t- traditionally you don't get speciality roasted in a pod form but i really pushed the guys at perla to work on this because i thought it was really important and and we're not there yet we are i would say 90 percent of the way but i thought what we would do is kind of include these pod these capsule sort of prototypes with the STG travel mugs for those of you that might want to try because I kind of want your feedback now. I think we've got the pods to a fairly good point but I kind of need to know what you guys think before we then, you know, formalise them and, and get Like a buy one, get one free. Basically, yeah, get a mug and you get a prototype set of Beautiful. espresso capsules. Lovely. So there you go. That's my ad done. But it's quite good, wasn't it? Brilliant, mate. <laughs> Very subtle. You didn't rub it in people's faces or nothing. <laughs> Drinkperla.co.uk. <laughs> one more time. Uh, anyway, welcome to, I'm gonna, I want a small violin to play, our last podcast of the year. How many have we done this year? I mean, oh, it's been a lot, That's mate. a good question. Come on, I'm going to find out now. Because I've got a load of stats that we're going to go through. So now, it, now it's, I want to... It's 40-odd. It might even be 50. I think it might be 50, Hans. Because like we, we have been pretty much every single week filter, this year. Filter, filter. Oh, why can I not do this on here? Well, yes, you're right. I mean, it's been a, it's been a chunk. I mean, we, we've pretty much done an episode every single week. I don't think we've missed any. Maybe no. Maybe we have. If we've... We might have missed one, mate. Like... We've been very, very... We've been like, okay, here we go. 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 50, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 57 episodes. Aren't there 56 weeks? Oh, that's with no, the F1 podcast. There's 52 weeks. <coughs> 56 weeks? What are you talking about? My parents are going, why did we pay for that private education? <laughs> why did he go to boarding school? Literally. <laughs> So there are 52 weeks of the year. Uh, that does include the F1 podcast, but you've been on a couple of those. So anyway, long story short, we smashed it. All right. So we've done about, because you haven't done a, an episode every single time for an F1 race, right? No, agreed. So I'd say we've done about 45. Fine. Okay. So yeah, we've. I think we smashed it. And actually, why did that come up, by the way? What did we say before that? How many episodes have you done? I asked. Uh, yeah, why? Well, sorry. Oh no, because it's the last one of the year. That's, oh, why, right. that's okay. why you asked. <laughs> It's the last one of the year, even though, you know, we do have additional... Basically, you're going on holiday. You're off to Dubai. I am, yeah. And I'm hopefully going off to Bulgaria to see Vicky's parents. Um, and so, yeah, we're taking some time off, which we I, think, are. I think we deserve. Vicky, Absolutely, been, been yeah. We've year, all got it? busy lives 
out of this as well, by the way. Exactly. So, no. yeah. Put our feet up. So, yeah. So, final episode of the year. We'll be back strong in, in January. It's a fairly short break. We're literally just going to be missing a week. And don't worry, because within that week, not only are we going to be uploading, hopefully, some highlights from the year, but also Paul and I are going to be with you for the 2021 F1 season review. So You yeah. should put some bloopers in bloopers in the there. Bloopers mate. would be nice, yeah. wouldn't it? Oh, Ch- it's take me a while. Uh, that take you a while to get that. take me a while, Because yeah. there has been some stuff that we've both said that actually... One, we shouldn't have said, and two, would be quite funny. Yeah, well, we've had to, you know, cut out. And yeah. not, not <laughs> I'll see, I'll see. I, it depends how lenient Vicky is with me on the family holiday. Right. I think because we haven't seen her parents for a while. Fair enough. I might have to be quite, um, what's called, present. Uh, but we'll see. So it's been an amazing year, as you mentioned. However many episodes we've done, we have smashed it. And I've got a couple of stats for you. So audio-only versions, 1.2 million listens. Very good. And from the YouTube channel, 2.2 million views. Very good. That's nuts. And we have to say a huge thanks to all of you because I feel like this year we cultivated a very loyal audience. We have, yeah. We, we love you all. There have been spikes. There have been newcomers joining the channel, the podcast, the, the listening ship uh, every week. But there's also a huge group of you that just come back every single week and we adore you for it. Yeah, across... across- audio and youtube that there's probably 40 or 50,000 people that listen every week rigorously so we really appreciate that by the way and a, and a really big reason why we do it as well by the way absolutely so, just yeah. a shame that we didn't hit that 50k target <laughs> i'm so annoyed as loyal as you all are you just couldn't click subscribe could you <laughs> I'm joking. They're all going to leave. No, it was a target we set ourselves. I think we're going to fall short. We're at time of recording. We're 47.1k. Hey, I think we've still got to pat ourselves on the pack on the back. But well, it just means we've got to work harder in the new year to get to 50k as quickly as possible. Yeah, for sure, we can. It's fun. And and as well, at, at points throughout the year, I don't know where we are now, we're number one automotive podcast, mate, oh, for, for a lot of the year, I think, as 100%. well. 100%. I mean, you, the podcast charts fluctuate a lot, and I think everyone who's in the automotive podcast scenes likes to post and promote when yeah. they get to number one, because it does change a lot. But what I love is we have consistently been top three all year. Yeah. That's what's brilliant. And, yeah. you know, so it's been fantastic. And we just, we've been loving it, haven't we? We've we been have, enjoying yeah. it so much. Very good. And lots of plans to take this podcast onto even further further levels next year. Uh, a couple of quick shout outs for some new patrons. Uh, Rajesh, uh, Stephen Ramirez, Steve Burt, Jason Jones, Alex Rutledge, and Justin Lopez. So great to have the patrons on board this year as well. Anyway, let's get into some car chat now that we've kind of cleared, cleared the room in terms of admin. Do you know what we're going to talk about today? Well, not a lot, because not a lot has happened. Um, you know, it's a very quiet time of the year in the automotive world. But I do have some stories that I want to I want to talk through and discuss. And I thought we could also look back on 2021, talk about some of our favourite cars that have launched, yeah. maybe our favourite automotive moments, you know, bits and bobs like that. Some of the cars we've driven. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But to start things off, uh, I went a couple of weeks ago, I was invited by BMW to be part of a film they were making, making on the iX. Oh. So this was super interesting, and I love working with BMW, hence why I've got the X3M40i. Um, How are you getting on with that? Hi. Uh, my next daily. Uh, what you can't talk about that? 2022. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, went out to film the iX. Now, mm-hmm. I actually knew very little about the iX yeah. before I got there. Um, and what I liked about BMW is they sort of p- wanted it to be that way. They hired me, I guess, to be the kind of the petrol head, the sort of the naysayer, the sort of anti-EV person coming in. When you're not that anti, you just I'm sit on the that. fence. I'm sit on the fence. Uh, <laughs> coming in for their experts to try and win me over. Okay. What do you know about the iX? Um, not a great deal, actually, other than it, when you... I've seen one inside. I've looked around one because they were around and they look as you sit in them they look like a big 
i3, essentially. Two huge screens, an odd-shaped steering wheel. isn't round. But but apart from that, mate, I, I know nothing. Yeah, well, so obviously i8 i3 mm-hmm. ix mm-hmm. um there are there is also the i4 and there's the ix things like that but this is a completely bottom up build yeah it's big it's a few quid as well oh it's a, i mean as all evs are it's big it's a few quid i don't think it's particularly good looking range range was sort of impressive i don't think they've like absolutely like 300 yeah mm. 500 kilometers they were saying yeah. so 300 odd miles right. i don't think they've like revolutionized that space which you know maybe bmw being bmw i kind of half expected them to take another step forward if you think about the i3 was so revolutionary when it came out yeah been I, out a long time that car yeah ix i was like nearly 10 years that car right i guess mm. so 14 i think maybe yeah seven yeah. or eight years been out yeah so you know the first half of the day i was like eh, yeah anyway then the product expert or product manager talked me through the sort of more intricate details of mm. the car, or at least I guess what it's like to live with. Right. As an, as a family wagon, which is how she was using it. She picked me up from my hotel and she had a kid's chair in the back and it was all a bit trash. I thought she had a kid's in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Professional. Um, <laughs> it was actually quite amazing in the sense where they've built the interior space to be like a living room. Okay. And I think the reason I'm bringing this up, I think this is what we're going to start to see from a lot of manufacturers now, not necessarily just in the EV space, but as autonomous driving becomes mm-hmm. more of a thing, mm-hmm. uh, AI, etc. And people are going to be spending their, spending the, when they're in the cars, it's going to be a different thing. They're not all about driving. Mm. I think we're going to see more and more manufacturers creating these kind of living rooms, mm. which is what they've done. Mm. Now, I think I know the answer. But last week you shocked me when you said that Range Rover you're in at the moment is a super nice wafter. Well, yeah. It was EV and blah, blah, blah. So end of 2021, where's your head at with autonomous driving coming? Where's your head at with long distance cruises maybe being, you know, out of your control? You're on the motorway, cars no, no, driving. I'm not that. You're no. still not, still no, not keen. No, no, no. I, I, I'm less keen for that than I am electric cars. Really? And I'm really not keen for electric cars. The the example, I, I'm not turning, by the way, as in I don't, I'm not saying that <laughs> I'm going to go out and buy an electric car. Just I'm, so you know, Tony's got a br- great new app. <laughs> electric vehicle company. <laughs> I, I just had one of them moments where there are certain cars that would suit being electric and a Range Rover would be one of them. The only problem is and at first i never thought that they would be because people just like the talk from the diesel and they like it to be able to pull a certain amount but if they can get over that bit and like i said the range and and i did see a couple of comments last week actually say well, who drives who drives more than 100 miles a day well i do yeah <laughs> and so do lots of lots other people, of people yeah. to be fair yes there are a lot of people and a percentage of people and probably a high percentage of people that do do less than 100 miles a day. But as I said before, electric vehicles do not work for everyone. Therefore, they don't work, in my opinion, because they have to work for everyone. A a combustion engine car works for everyone. It's as simple as that. If they can get that Range Rover to do what it does as a diesel equivalent, exactly the same, 500-mile range on a tank of fuel, charging up quickly, because charging is still relatively slow and 
and even like the take hands and, and the bigger stuff that you can get to 80% in 20 minutes or there's still 45 minutes on a fast charger and you can't get a fast charger at home. You can only get one out and about. There's still 45 minutes to charge to 100% and all night, mate, if you're, if you're at home. For sure. So that's not good enough yet. But I'm not saying they won't, they won't improve that. And if they do... A rain. There will be certain cars that I wouldn't miss being combustion. I'd be quite happy to drive them around. I still think a lot of the audience who've been here since January will be finding it hard to hear these words coming out of your mouth. But to to move on from sort of last week's chat a little bit, as I say, where's your head at with? I suppose the next stage, which is if you're prepared to accept an electric wafter electric range or electric in some situations on the motorway when for example you've got to go up to edinburgh to pick mm. up a car which mm. you, are, you have to do a lot sometimes mm. you have to travel parts of the country and you've got to drive back and you've mm. got a four and a half hour drive on the motorway mm. is there no part of you that thinks you know what would be nice to switch on autopilot right now and not really have to think whilst i'm on the motorway and be able to catch up on emails or to be able to swivel my chair around put my feet up there's no part of you that thinks that that future there's the, there is that opportunity in the future? Well, I like to be in, in control and I like driving. The only time I really don't mind sitting as a passenger, as an actual passenger is on an aeroplane because I can't fly an aeroplane. <laughs> so I haven't got a choice. I can't drive it because one, I don't know how to and the pilot won't let me. And and a boat or a helicopter or something like that. But if I can, if I can drive it myself, I'd rather drive than sit as a passenger for sure because I like to be in control. And I am a little bit of a control think anyway, in general, as you are. So um, autonomous driving at the moment, as it stands, I... Not keen. No. So, so Are you? Well, you know what? Yes, actually. Yeah, because... but you had a butler growing up. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> that was my autonomous driver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Siri. What was the male Siri? Anyway. Oh, mate, your dad. That would be perfect oh, but for that's him. what I mean for my dad, because he literally... Well, he, he doesn't... He, we stopped him from driving. Did you know that? Yeah, he goes to sleep. Yeah, he, he kept falling asleep <laughs> at the wheel. So we sold his car and he now takes the train. I mean, literally, my dad, I don't even know how my dad is these days, 60 something, I don't know. Yeah. Literally was like a Red Bull athlete, not in the good way. You would get into his car, open his glove box. He had like 17 cans of Red Bull in there. And I was like, what is this endorsement deal you signed without telling me? Oh, it's the only way I can stay awake. I was like, oh my God. He was necking like three Red Bulls per two hour journey. Oh my yeah, yeah, God. yeah. So, so we, we got rid of all of that. But yes, you're right. Perfect for someone like that. And for me, I'm like you. Uh, yes, of course, if I'm in a car, I want to drive. And 99.9% of the time, I, I want to be doing those drives anyway. I enjoy long distance journeys. Yeah. But there is also an element where a lot of it is boredom and. A lot of it, if I had the opportunity to switch off slightly, I could kind of see where that would work. We're nowhere near ready for it. Oh my God, the crashes and the deaths would be insane. But here's, here's an interesting fact. You just mentioned you feel okay in a plane. So a friend of mine's a pilot out in the UAE. Should I disclose who he flies for? Anyway, he's a pilot. He's great. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And we were talking about, I, was, I spent some time with him around the F1 and I was asking him about what it's actually like to fly and how does it all work. And he said do you think you would get on a flight that was autopilot only? I went, no, are you mad? He goes, because I, I think in the next five years or so, there will be an autopilot only flight. Well, wait a minute, mate. I mean, I don't know a huge amount about flying, but apart from 
the taking off and the landing. I mean, they've got to be there, but I think the plane does everything anyway, right? So this is what he explained. So right. he then went on and said, because do you realise that actually computers are far better than any human mm. at 99% of the scenarios? All the sort of big horrific crashes you've heard of in the last five or 10 years have been human interference into the computer systems. Mm -hmm. And really at the moment, the only thing that the flight computers can't handle are crosswind landings. So those are the only stress moments really these days for live pilots. Because you're right, the rest of the time, they can really put their feet up and almost nod off and, and rest and relax. You know, yeah. there's various processes they have to go through, but a large amount, if not pretty much all of the flight, is done via a computer. Yeah. So he said, you probably wouldn't notice if you're on an autopilot-only flight compared to a human flight. Yeah. But inherently in my brain, I was like, no, but I, I, don't, I don't trust the computers. And so I think that would be the same thing in cars. Whilst we might be getting to a point, and hey, look, at the moment, all the focus is on EVs and hydrogen fuel cells and synthetic fuels, etc. There will be a time where we're then going to move on to more artificial intelligence. And uh, I would think loads more complicated, though, in general, mate, to have an autonomous car, to an autonomous plane. I mean, a plane doesn't stop for traffic lights. Fair, you know, fair. They're, 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 they're not driving side by side with each other. They're not driving, they're nowhere but near dude, what each about other. radar-guided cruise control? Do you use that when you're in a car? No. You don't use it? Don't you? I don't. But you don't use cruise control anyway, do you? I, no, I do. I, I drive. I just drive. Because <laughs> I'm fucking driving, excuse my language. I mean, no, what's the is, point in being in a car if you're not driving? You might no, sit in the passenger seat. but this is the same argument we had with you when we were in traffic. <laughs> on our road to in like standstill traffic creeping and you were like oh yeah I'm in manual gears I'm selected I was like yeah. hey just knock it into auto you're in a PDK Porsche mm. just leave it in auto you're like no right. I mean, that is too far no 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 you're now being ridiculous no because on the swing side on an on a absolute swing side that Range Rover I'm driving now yeah. I never drive it in manual won't drive it in manual ever ever it's not automatic. Okay, so now you've confused me. So it's sports cars specifically. And only Pacific sports cars as well. But why in crawling traffic so, do you not just knock it into auto? So the Turbo S yeah. that I had for quite a long time, for normal use, normal day yeah. use, I'd drive it in automatic. I'd only drive it in manual if I wanted to drive it fast. But the GT4, just because the, the way it is, although it's not really a proper GT car, is a GT car... I felt more in control by driving it manually. The same with the GT3. Even at four miles an hour in traffic, even you at four miles, connection. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so but I don't drive all, all automatic cars in manual. Fine. And there's only certain cars. But I see. I'm a big fan of radar guided, guided cruise control. I don't think it works. You know, I think a lot of the car systems lazy, are mate. I think. Well, no. But mate, I'm, of course I'm lazy. I'm on the motorway. I've got a three and a half hour journey. It's reassuring as uh, a passenger. I'm lazy and I'm sitting in the driver's seat. Yeah. I'm just going to sit here with you. Of course. I've got, I'm cruising at 70 miles an hour. I can't go and I can't do anything. Radar guided cruise control. It just means that I can relax. I'm still paying attention. I'm still alert, but at least I can relax. Oh my relax. God. Wait a minute. <laughs> at what point do you want to relax when you're driving? On the motorway when it's no, a four hour mate. drive and it's just... Nothing else going on. There's oh. le low traffic. What happens when you relax? When I, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> answer, you, answer the question. What happens when you relax? Yeah, your attention isn't as quite right. sharp as... What do you need when you're driving? Yeah, good, sharp attention. And I can't, my words aren't uh, coming right. up today, but. So that's why... <laughs> that's one reason why... Because I'd, no. I'd, I'd fall asleep. Yes, okay, you make a very good point. But, but, Flip but... It. I'm not getting in a car with you anymore. <laughs> Long journey, no chance. You are getting in a car with you. <laughs> <laughs>
Because the thing is, I think it, you're okay. So you've you've actually hit the nail on the head, which really annoys me. As I do most weeks, it is definitely driver specific. This because yeah, I, I say I relax. Of course, I'm not. We, we we drive a lot. Correct. We okay. So I personally haven't necessarily been through like special additional driver programs, but given experience and things, I've got a lot of experience. Full stop. Absolutely. My sister, where I guided cruise control. That's a crash. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. is a crash. 100%. So I'm not saying it's sort of, you know... <laughs> Sorry. Per, per, no, one, shoot a minute. <laughs> okay. um, I'm not saying it's person-specific, but, but, but it sort of is at the same time. You know, mm. you can't bring in autonomy for everyone at the same time because some people are going to be able to be good at managing it uh, sorry, okay, I'm really messing up my words. You today. completely, you royally messed your argument up. Because what I'm saying is either everyone has to have it or no one. Absolutely. That's what I was trying to say. And, th- and this is a problem. It, it, it won't be for everyone as well. So it, it's not going to work, mate. We'll okay. go back to the electric and the petrol car again. Maybe you're right. So let's move on. <laughs> so we didn't, so the, 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 the ex- the, that X the IX, IX. IX, what we actually, we barely spoke about it at all. Well, no, because I was using it to segue into this conversation because <laughs> okay, I thought that was what was interesting. You know, the IX, it's still not for me. It's, it's too big. I'm still not ready for EV. Whilst they impressed me with a lot of things that they were suggesting. You don't like the look of it. I don't really like the look of it. I don't mind But it. I thought inside, it was super impressive. Okay. The sound system was, in, the best sound system I've ever experienced in a car. Really? In my life. Harman Kardon? No, uh, B&O. Right. Uh, Bang & Olufsen? No, Bowser Wilkins. Bowser Wilkins. Bowser uh, Wilkins. Yeah, it used to be in Jaguar Land Rover. It literally vibrated like through my seat. Oh, it right. surrounds. It's better than being in the There'll seat. There'll be a speaker under the seat. Yeah, though. unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, and very nice, you know, materials and the layout, and it was spacious because it's got the flat floor. So mm. very nice place to be. But I was using it to segue into this conversation of they were trying to make it like a living room. Okay, so you've done that brilliantly, mate. Because I didn't even know you'd done it. So um, well done, brilliant, mate. You know, I am a pro. At what I did. You uh, are. Yeah. <laughs> very good. So uh, before we come on to you know highlights of 2021, one other thing I wanted to mention is two cars that I was really waiting for or expecting this year that still haven't come out. And do we think there's a potential reason for that? M3 Touring and Golf R Estate. Well, I mean, they will be coming, I think. I mean, M3 Touring is first quarter next year, maybe. But still not fully revealed, mate. No, no, no. As in, they're gonna, they'll be announcing it. I work fairly close with some BMW dealers, oh. as you well know. So they, they they are expecting that car first, second quarter next year. So that and deliveries when end of about a year's time. Oh bloody hell! Really? I think so. Yeah, F- third, fourth quarter, hundred grand. Yeah, will be. Yeah, 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 will be. That's off my list. Uh, um, oh, here we go. No, <laughs> but I would say to I would say that's that's been delayed. That car. I mean, surely because it's been rumored. Everything's forever. delayed because of the chips. Because of everything, just because of it's not just chips, it's parts, and now we've got another wave of this virus, so it's going to delay things even more. So, if you're waiting for a new car, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> well, Golf Hour State was the other one, yeah, because another car which I've kind of been waiting for for ages. Yeah, I'm intrigued by, I think it, you know, they've always been so good. Where is it? Well, in general, mate, by now, I mean, that car's been out about a year now. That Golf R, there are normally millions of them now. In, there's, an, there's an estate, there's, you know, there are... Every variant, every version. Every, there's, you can get one at least for 300 quid a month or no chance. No, they're all flying for 55, 60 grand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ridiculous, yeah. Isn't it? yeah. So there's two cars that I'm just, I'm still keeping my eyes out for and intrigued by. Do you want by. one? Do you want one of them? Well, no, I'm, well, 
I just want to have a go in them. Right. M3 touring because, heck, it's the first M3 wagon, you know. So, right. like, well, for donkeys. We'll drive like the saloon, but okay. Yeah, yeah, but look cool and very good space and blah, yep. blah. I like our wagon. Yeah. And the Golf R Estate because another, it's the same reason. You okay. know, the, the same, it, it's always been very good, very usable. Sometimes overlooked everyone likes the hatchback and likes to tune them and, you know, make them chaff mobiles. Uh, um, but the estate's always gone a little bit more down that kind of GTI route of being the everyman's Absolutely. fast wagon. Yep. So I'm just intrigued by them and they, I keep looking for them, waiting for the more details and never comes out. Yeah. So yeah, I'm work. sure they'll come. They'll be, okay. they'll be. So 2021, let's look back. Let's have a thing. I really had to rack my brain. Me too. Because if you don't live in the UK, for the first six months of the year, we were in a lockdown. And that was all a blur. And, it, and it's not, it's not just that, mate, is that, Probably between us throughout the years and the year, there's not many cars we just haven't driven in general. Like, for what you do and what I do, you know, either I, I'm buying and selling them or you go to press releases, it's, it's, it's really difficult. Press launches. Press launches. Well, they're, oh, they are releases go, as well. Hard to go to a press release. No, why is that then? It's oh no, press releases when they release the, the yeah. Oh dear, <laughs> it's, not oh, my, no. it's not my will. Oh no, <laughs> See, this is the last one of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're going to get through it somehow. Um, so yeah, so it's been a bit of a blur. Yeah, but there have been some gems, and actually, considering that we have still been in a kind of pandemic, even though I sort of refused to call it that. Some oh, I've got three or four good ones. I have. Okay, mm. so I want to hear the cars that maybe launched that you're most excited about or have been impressed by. Yeah. And, uh, well, within that, maybe the one car that you think has been the most sort of important reveal of the year. Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Okay. I, I can think of that as well. Go, hit me. So, obviously, probably at the top of the list is, I've not driven it yet, but Porsche GT3. <whistles> you knew that was coming. When did that actually get revealed? Probably the right the back end were last year though. Weren't yeah, it? I think so. But obviously hit the road. I th- I feel like those Top Gear walkarounds. No, I think it was this year, mate. Was it this? Was yeah, it I think it year? was like I think it was like April time. It was this year. Hundred because Porsche don't drag it out. They normally they make them and they get them out. Um, yeah, I think mm. you're kind of right. I mean, April with the press drives. Yeah, we all knew it was coming forever. And oh no! Here we go. It was November. Oh November, really? November was the was the first time that they, that they oh, pulled yeah. the covers off and those kind of like you know people started getting their cars in April, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that so that's last year. Yeah, it's last year. But no, but I think you can include it. I mean, it, you know, fairly huge and important. I would flip that with four RS. So that was on my list as well. Okay. Four RS. Um, most important. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Carl, I think this year, keeping with the 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 petrol head values, the STO. Oh wow! I did not see that coming. Yeah, because really, well, because everything's going. I've not driven one. There, everyone's saying it's better than the Perth. Um, and the Perth was a pretty good car anyway. Um, they've kept their roots, as in. Five, you know, naturally aspirated V10, um, where everyone goes turbocharged or hybrid now. Um, look at Ferrari and all these other mates. Porsche are obviously still doing NA stuff, but to make a big fire breathing V10 in these climates, in the world we live in now, just even if it's no good, like bravo. Like, I, I mean, I think we've. For sure, I was going to come on to the brand that we have celebrated and probably continue to celebrate the most this year is Lamborghini. Mm. They've actually been, I think, the petrol head brand of the year in the sense of staying true to making proper petrol head cars. Yeah, you know? they haven't changed. They haven't changed. They're limited amount of models, mm. limited variants. You stay true to big hunking V12s, V10s, big shoutiness, which as you say, given the way the world's going, isn't actually really that appropriate. No. But for those of us that like big shouty supercars that look mad and sound crazy, yeah. God, they're ticking some major boxes. Yeah. So I didn't see the STO coming on your list because I've sort of heard from people that it's a bit too intense for the road. Well, like a lot of these, like a lot of these really hardcore track version sport supercars, mate, they're all awful road cars. Um, you know, we can go down the list. The, the 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 Black Series, as you know, you've driven it. It will be a terrible road car. Ding dong. Disagree. You said it was. You see, you told me it wasn't a very good road car. That was before I'd driven Schmees in Dubai. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Wait, you drove it in Dubai? Yeah. Where the roads are like billiard tables. Sure. Right. Still. Perfect. <laughs> now drive it in the UK. Fair. It'd be a disaster. But... Actually, I was very surprised and impressed. And this was Tim's whole angle, right? Because he said, like, you know, oh, you can drive the car. I was like, Man. his one's tuned, by the way, as well. I, uh, sure, but I didn't. That's You've not ruined what, it. That's not You've what ruined I your into. car, Tim. I actually think he's made it better. No, he can't make it better than a manufacturer. Not from the power, but from the sound, mate. Oh. Because that car was, it was like a vacuum. Like, yeah. It did yeah. not have a noise. Oh, he's putting exhaust on it. He's put the loudest exhaust on it. Oh. And, and it's actually how a Black Series should have sounded from factory. Right. You've made your car better, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and inherently, because I may, I drove it in Dubai, yes, but also at low speed. Mm. And that's where it would have shown up. If I was in an STO, then I would have been, oh, 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 oh that's a really great car, mate. Like, it, I'm sorry. I know you think it's going to be mad, but I suspect the STO is going to be full on. on du- in Dubai? 
Anywhere, mate. No. no. I, everyone says that car is so extreme. On on a, on a nice, smooth, flat road. It's it'd not, be, I don't think it'd be any worse than a Black Series, but surely. it's not always about the smoothness of the road because it can be the interior environment. It can be the harshness of the gear changes. It can be your surroundings. It can be the materials around you. If you're in a complete, stripped out, carbon only, nowhere to put your arms, no te- nothing, no comfort... It's no. going to feel like you're in a ra- race car. No cup holder. No cup holder, no, lol. Just fuming. Oh, what is this? <laughs> the, I mean, I, I, I barely fit in a standard Hurricane, let, let alone an STO. I don't think you'll get in one. Probably not. No. The Black Series is still an AMG GT. Hmm. It's not really that stripped out. It's not that intense. As a place to sit and spend time, it's still a very nice place to be. Yeah. Okay, fine. Inherently, it's going to be a little bit firmer. And yes, I was on nice... Smooth road, so fine. But it's also the layout of it, that sort of GT, big front engine in front of you, power going to the back. Like, it's it's a sort of, it's not that knife. It's a big, blunt instrument, but it's, an STO is a bit... All right, then, so on the flip side, then, what an absolute rip off the Black Series, you know? Everyone go and buy a Pro. Because... Agree. No, I still... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I stand by that. Go go and buy an AMG Pro or an an AMG GTR. Doesn't look as ridiculous as well. And, and yeah, it doesn't look like it's crashed through Halfords. (laughs) So then, from that point of view, you have to praise Lamborghini a bit more because the the Purple Manti was already quite a hard, brash car. For sure. So for them to charge another hundred grand, they've had to really think, and that's what they, I mean, they created an absolute bonkers bit and kit. So 2022 goal for both of us, drive that car. Yeah. Because I'm super intrigued and I agree. They they at least have done what they should have done, which is just create this mammoth creation rather than, I know the Black Series is very different and Shmi will send me a long message on WhatsApp about this after (laughs) this podcast goes out. But behind the wheel at non-insane speeds, I stand by what I said on the press launch is that it feels too similar to a GTR Pro. It's only when you really start going hell for leather on the Nürburgring or on track that that you start to realise the benefits. I'll tell you what I will wager. I'll tell you what I will wager. That I think the Black Series is probably better on track than the STO. Yeah. There's got to be some videos out there of that, surely. Well, Tim, uh, uh, Tim's got both cars. Well, crack on, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> We're waiting for that content, mate. Get because I, yeah, I because they would have sorted the brakes out on the Merc. I'm not sure they would have done the same on the Lamborghini because my Lamborghini, when I had my Perf, was awful. I remember you saying you had brake fade off like two laps. Five right? or yeah. no, that's about five or six laps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the brakes would go gone. Yeah. Okay, so I would actually say I think the most important car for a petrol head this year has been the Amira, the Lotus Amira. Mm, y- mm, yeah, yeah, because it's that price range, mate. Exactly. It's that lovely sweet spot of 70 grand. But actually, when you get close up to one, you think, flipping hell, now I know why it's only 70 grand. No, but mate, this is the whole point. I mean, this is your favourite thing during the summer to absolutely go on the Amira because you say, oh, it's cheap, it's cheap. Well, it of is course- cheap. Exactly. And yeah. that's exactly the whole point people, of why it's a win. People going on about how uh, uh, it's, it's, it's a budget supercar. It, look at one. It is not a budget supercar. I think some of the launch photos made it look like it was more than what it actually is. Yeah. Even I, when I saw it in the flesh on the... So in the studio, when I saw it under lights, I was like, oh my God, they have absolutely nailed this. Yeah. When I saw it on track and then I saw it at Goodwood, I was like, okay, no, it, it's a Lotus. Like, it's a really great sports car Lotus. But... 
They also, like Lamborghini, have completely stayed true to their roots. They so easily could have misread the market, the world, gone up a hundred grand, put in a you know really awful gearbox and engine that mm-hmm. no one wanted, mm-hmm. and made the car way too heavy and yeah. not. But no, they've obviously trying to do something by bringing in these AMG engines and having the the auto box, which is great, and it will appeal to a whole load of people. The same people buying four cylinder F types. Well, that's the one to have that, you know, that entry one. level Caymans and stuff. But mm. then they've also still got the manual V6, which mm. is Lotus DNA. And yeah. okay, fine. It's not their uh, Elise replacement. It's not the lightest of all light. And there'll be Lotus purists going, oh, it's not really quite right. But I actually think Lotus absolutely nailed the brief on that car. But we had this. We have had this before with the Alpine one. A110 or whatever, people getting all excited about this new car. We had it with that thing that you had. that you Yaris? No, no, the four, so the Alpha thing. Oh, when, when that, oh everyone said that was crap. That, no, but, no, that. but they were, everyone was really excited about it when it came out. This is going to be the next new best thing. And listen, the, the problem with that market is, in general, is that you are right, and we've said it before, you are right in the firing line of Porsche who make the best sports cars. There's no getting around it. They make the best sports cars. And it, and, and it is very similar money to a GT4. Uh, yes, okay, fine. The V6, the manual with all yeah. the options. You're, you're getting close to GT4 territory. Yeah. I, st- I don't think Lotus are going to outsell Porsche or I don't really know what the other rivals are because if you start looking at C63s, they're, he- they're big, heavy no, bits no, of no, kit. No, no. But... I don't think they're going to suddenly outsell Porsche, but I do think they might steal a few people away from Porsche with the Amira, more so than they could ever do with the Avora or the Exige. Because I remember I spent that summer with the Avora and it was amazing, the 410 Sport, and it was Mm. so good and I loved it. But fundamentally, it was like, would I get this instead of a G4? Probably not, because it's just lacking in a few areas. While the Amira has addressed a lot of those areas. And if you're someone who wants to do something a bit different, if you want someone who's not just going to go down that same old mold of which, you know, basically is 90% of our audience, including us, let's go get a Cayman. Um, you know, the, I think the Amira is a much better option. But as I say, I think it's important because Lotus managed to stay true to who they are. Yeah. Well, that's good F- or bad. <laughs> they'll, have some, they'll definitely have some F type customers come over because, by the way, in a couple of years, you're not going to be able to buy a combustion engine F-Type. Nope. So, for sure, they're going to get some of them customers. And look, I'm I'm not saying that no no one's going to buy them because from what I've seen, there's sold-out slots. That means nothing because you've got the overs market that the general public think they can buy something and flip something for 30 grand over list. And, you know, Lotus don't care and they're just going to keep making the cars that car for sure won't won't perform what we're seeing now. It, it it just won't be like that, mate, because we've seen it with previous models. But fair play to them for making the car. I'm sure it's a good car. I'm sure they'll they'll sell a ton of them, but I don't think it'll be as successful as what what everyone's saying it is. Because well, it, they never are. I, I hope for Lotus to say you're wrong, but I agree with you that I don't think it's going to revolutionise the company. No. I think they're selling well because it's the first really new Lotus for 10 years. So hence, of course, people are going to be excited. Yeah. But it's all come down to how it performs, how it is like to drive, the variants after. We've got Lotus SUV coming. You know, this is a rebranding for Lotus. So yeah. let's see. This is, you know, this, mm. okay, Avaya was day dot, but this is, you know, this is the start of something mm-hmm. new and it's a brand that you're not, ever that excited about so i don't expect you to sit here and go oh my god i've changed my entire mind on lotus but for me 
it, it, it's a, it was an exciting I'd, car. I'd love to have a go in one, for sure. Would I actually buy one with my own money over a Porsche? Of course not. I, I just wouldn't. Sure. So, but, but, but if I was in the camp that actually I want to try something else than a Porsche, then yeah, I'd buy one. But Fair enough. I'm not in that camp. You're never going to be in that camp. <laughs> so, a few other ones to touch upon. Uh, flying my Jaguar flag for two seconds. F-Pace SVR this year. Made all the changes they needed to change. I think I can't remember what the feedback was, but they asked thousands of their customers of how can they improve the car. Got all the right feedback, implemented all the right feedback. That is still the best bargain super SUV out there. Okay. No? The new one with the new facelift. Uh, sorry, I always get... F-Pace. F-Pace, not F-Type. F-Pace, the SUV, F-Pace. F-Pace SVR. Yes, it gets very, very overlooked for sure. In Brilliant that, thing. In that, especially the SVR one, mm-hmm. you know, they're actually not bad value when you look at... it's. If you compare it to a sport SVR, it's 30,000 quid cheaper. Mad, isn't it? Yeah. Um, just to have a look through some of the other bits and bobs that I did or, or, or at least drove this year. Uh, 765 LT McLaren. Was you drove nuts. one? Drove one. That was fairly nuts, obviously. Um, uh, there was something that just popped into my mind. Of course, we have to talk about the Ferraris. Now, of the three, I'll be interested to see which one you were most excited about. I'm going to say 812 Competizione, Daytona SP3, 296 GTB. 296 yes, GTB. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Who saw that coming at the start of the year? Yeah, for sure. I mean, 296 GTB is the one that I think, oh, I, Ferrari, I don't think many of you are listening. I think Someone that is, will be a mega. And by oh, the way, really have a go. Uh, F8 discontinued now. Finished. Done. Finished. Finished. Wow. So that is, as a production car, that is one of the, the rarest production cars that Ferrari have ever made. F8 Tributo. Yes. I mean, they made them for like 18 months, mate. Okay, but how many did they make? Because in the Middle East, as you're about to experience, because that's where you're headed for your holidays. Oh, is there millions there? Oh my God. There's not millions here. Mate, not here. In the UAE, everywhere. Oh, okay. And, and apparently in China as well. Okay, So I did, I did see a comparison because you bang on about how many Euruses they've sold? How many Euruses have they uh, sold? Oh, up until a couple of months ago, 15,000. So the F8 still has sold more. Really? Yeah. They've in that sold, period? They've sold oh, more they've absolutely F8. smashed it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, it's been nuts, but it's just for some reason in the UK... There's none. Yeah. I don't, and I don't know why that is. F8 Tributo, this is European, a rip-off. European sales. Uh, duh, 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 where's, my, where's my final year? Yeah, it's not... It's not um, it was... To, no one bought it, mate, because you might as well just have a normal 488. Because apart from some clock changes and bumpers, it was basically the same car. Can I just say, sorry... Do you not hate cookies when you enter a website? Yeah. Oh my God. I'm like trying to look at this website and it won't let me pass the bloody cookie thing. So screw you website. I'm now going to leave you. <laughs> Everyone sort out the bloody cookies things. Um, because I wanted to bring this number up because I, I genuinely thought the same. I didn't think it was that many. But I saw a stat somewhere. Where's my thing? I follow something on Twitter, which is like car stats. I'm determined to find this now. Isn't it amazing how different countries and... and and what about America? Because America, did they have they bought a lot? They don't really like Ferraris in America, do they? I think they do, mate. I think it's the biggest market in the world, isn't it? Is it? Ferrari's biggest market is the US, no? Well, well judging by what you just told me, it's the UAE and, well, I think and China. I think, I think that's growing. But in 2020, Italy was the third largest European market for Ferrari after the United Kingdom and Germany. Great. What else? Which country buys the most Ferraris? The USA, dude. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Then Germany, then UK. Yeah, I know. I know that. I know that um, UK the biggest in Europe for 
Okay, so I found the right page. Let's, let's get to where Euros versus F8. This is going to be a vibe right I now. I mean, 15,000, mate. I mean, that... Well, no, no, but... Uh, hey, don't quote me until I found this stat, the, right? the, 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 That means they're making uh, 10,000 a year. I think it was per year. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I've got to find the stat. Oh, I really should have done this research, but I didn't know this is where the conversation was going to go. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, if you was an ultimate machine like me, you just would have remembered. Oh, I know, but I'm not. I'm not good at, like, stats and numbers like that. <laughs> I sometimes am amazed by how you take it in because you're really, you know, not that clever in other ways. No, I'm not that clever in any other way. Somehow, with these kind of stats, this goes in. Yeah. Oh, come on. I'm never going to find it, am I? You only, okay. le- you only learn what you want to hear. I'm going to give it another f- 10 scrolls. Oh, here we go. Yes, yes. Oh, woo. Okay, global deliveries, 2021, the F8, 10,706. Unbelievable. The, I mean, the Euros, 8,802 in 2021. How are they making them cars, mate? In 2020, the, the 488 was the top seller, 9,100, and the Euros, 7,400. So up until the Euros came out, the Lamborghini only ever got close enough in half the number of sales. Global deliveries, so these are Ferrari yeah. Lamborghini. So yeah, in 2018... Yeah. 9,488 compared to 5,000 hurricanes. And then when the Euros came along, immediately caught up. So 10,488 compared to 8,000 Euros. Amazing. Then 9,488 compared to 7,000 Euros. 10,000 F8 compared to 8 or 9,000 Euros. Uh, if anyone wants to know, by the way, this is a, an amazing Twitter page uh, called Car Industry Analysis. And it's an it's a at-love-car-industry. They're incredible to follow. They throw up some amazing stats. That's a prime example. They're just comparing for... And I'll tell you another good... Uh, 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 an unbelievable stat there, you just reading that out. An SUV in general. Mm-hmm. So Ferrari outsell Lamborghini with a car that fits everyone. Yeah. To a, to, it just goes to show brand value to another car that most people use four times a year. Yeah, I mean, it's, average 2,000 miles a year in a yeah, don't you? Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, like- So, or, or, or you've got an, an SUV that that is unbelievable in terms of its variety and who buys it. And Ferrari are still selling more cars than that. It's incredible. So, the question is, how many Purosangs or whatever this Ferrari SUV is going to be called are they going to sell? Because in my mind, that thing is going to be like a wildfire. Well, it's quite a bit more money than a Eurostar. So I think three fifty starting price. Mm, it's going to be four hundred grand, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, four hundred grand joke. once specced up. Culling the money. V twelve, uh, or is it the two nine six engine? I think they're doing two variants, aren't they? But I think they've got to. There's the there's the sort of not the eight twelve continuum, but but the eight twelve engine, sort of full V twelve engine, and then there's going to be a hybrid variant, which might be the two nine six sort of which, variation. Which of. you'd think will be a lot cheaper. It's not going to be. That's not going to be three fifty, surely. I, yeah, I, I reckon the hybrid car will be. 275 and I reckon the V12 car will be 350 yeah something you like might that be right. yeah, plus options. they're going big money and I think you know they, they it, but they'll sell a ton they'll sell a ton they obviously think that they're going to sell it because yeah. they wouldn't go big money otherwise so um, and then then they'll be making 20,000 cars this is the problem I have for Ferrari because now now they're becoming into mass production and they're going to mm. lose their they're going to lose their value I think so they become less special so I disagree Really? Based on my experience of Finale Mondiale of being right in the in the thick of it, I actually realised Ferrari are genius and what they've done is actually bring more people into the brand 
made them sort of just lovers and, and adorers of the brand yeah. and catered for them. And, and and they just keep taking their money, basically. <laughs> basically. Because, yeah. because now, if you're a Ferrari customer, so maybe in 1990s or whatever, you would have your 550 Barquetta as your flagship car, and then you know maybe you'd have a 355 for the weekends or whatever, where now you would have an 812 GTS, you're going to have a 296 GTB, you're going to have a Portofino M for the missus, you're going to have a Roma for the... De- so you just buy them all. Yeah. That's the difference. You know, so yeah. That, yeah. Which... At the beginning of the year, I was so with you. And before Finale Mondiale, we were slagging off Ferrari going, where are you going? Then I got on the ground and I went, oh, they're just catering for a bigger market. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure they know where they're going, mate. They're not, they're not stupid. It's just from someone that's been buying Ferraris a long time, it, I think it takes the specialness away because you, as, as, a, as an individual, you buy that brand for the exclusivity but when it's not there anymore, why? If they're going to be, end up becoming a Porsche, where they just make cars for fun, and I get why they're doing it. They're a business, of course, and they're standalone now. And you know, I completely understand the shareholders and stuff, and why they're doing it. And it's it is from a business point of view the right thing to do. From a customer point of view, from someone that's been buying cars for a long time, it for me it just takes the the specialness away. I'm totally with you there as a fan, Ferrari fan for a yeah. long time. I agree, but. I think we are no longer Ferrari's uh, aimed customer. No, it's no money. We're not who we're aiming at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're aiming at a different place. And yeah. They're, and they're still catering for us with Daytona SP3s and 812 competitions, which are like the Porsche GT products, but they're now trying to attract and catering to a different market. And we are their sort of old, uh, old school yeah. uh, customer. So what's, um, what's your, what's the top three best cars you've driven this year? Okay. So that's what, that's what I was going to come to. Top three, Probably. Okay, so I've got to say the 250 short wheelbase GTO engineering, what do they call it? Revival? I think they call right, it okay. Blew my mind. Unbelievable. Better than every experience I could ever think of. Okay. The one that's going to surprise you and you're going to argue with me on Portofino M, just because I wasn't expecting it. I spent a few days with it. Absolutely adored it. Still want one. Still going to go spec one up. Let's see what happens. Won't buy one. Probably won't buy one. <laughs> <laughs> and then... See, I'm going to have to remind... Oh, I'm going to have to remind GT3? myself. GT3? Yeah, like, it's I mean, almost you, too you easy. I, I, I know, I went mental, but you know what spoilt it? Is I drove that PDK car in, in Monaco, and it really spoilt the 992 for me in my head. You didn't like it? Yeah, because you're right. I loved it when I took the manual car to Wales. I drove that PDK one straight after getting out of a 991.2 touring, and I was like, oh, no. Really? I, I've really distanced myself from 992 GT3 now. Yeah, we, I, I know that's going to... Oh, Rapid AMR, no joke. <laughs> Mate, I've driven some good cars this year. Hold on yeah, a yeah. No, you can um, rattle through a few more. 765 LT, for sure. That was up there, you yeah, think? Yeah, because it's just it bonkers. Bonk, I mean, you never buy one. Bonkers. I drove that E-Type, that E-Type... Uh, re, what do they call that? The continuation, recreation? Is that the best car out of the four or five lightweight cars at the moment? The 765, do you think? So, what have I driven? Pista... 765 LT, STO, Black, Black series. series. Okay. And GT2. No, what? Uh, and GT2 RS. That's got to be in there okay. as well. They're well, all around that money. That's a long time ago. So 2RS I'm immediately discounting because five years old or however long. How old is it now? It's four years yeah, old yeah. coming up. Get out. See you later, mate. Yeah. Um, by the way, we're waiting for this new 992 ST, which is going to be the rival for this, by the way. Right. Um, STO, I haven't driven. Get rid of it. Black Series, not f- for me, it's it, it's not it's not it's not a Mercedes or it's not a Ferrari or a Porsche no. or a McLaren, is it or a Lamborghini even? 
Pista versus LT is very hard because I'd have the Pista every day of the week. The LT is probably a better car. Pro- yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. But but when but when have we ever ever said that? Yeah. Actually, the seven, the the McLaren has not been the better car. But oh, yeah, I drove I'd... that five fifty Barquetta. That was awful, but I loved it. Oh man, I've driven too many good cars. So I've got to go with what I first said, right? Which of is course, Portofino M and the two fifty short wheelbase. Um, there are a handful of other yes, nine nine two G three. comes to mind? Alpha eight C. Alpha Julia GTA. Like there, there's a lot of other cars in there, but those two are the ones for right now that stand out for this year. How about you? Roma. Mm. That's a very good car, very that good Roma. Car. And yeah. I was comparing that to the Bentley um, Continental GT. The Continental GT. And I would probably to drive, as in if you're going on an out road. I'd probably have the Roma yeah. for sure. To get down there, I'd probably have the Bentley. Sure. It, it, you know, if I wanted to drive to the south of France, I'd probably, because I don't Put think- Put cruise control on. No. <laughs> but but just drive it in automatic like a normal human yeah. being. Sure. Um, but yeah, once you get on a twisty, 100%, you'd have the, the Roma. And I could not believe, and I only understood once I drove it, how light it was, mm-hmm. that car. Mm-hmm. So it light. is a big car. It feels light on its feet as well. But yeah. it feels light on its feet. So- that that was in there because I was comparing it to other cars in in that value. Uh, GT4 PDK for sure, hundred percent. The PDK transforms that car. Um, although I was being very very picky in terms of I'm comparing it to a GT3 and a GT3 RS, which you shouldn't do because it's a different thing. A different thing, but in that price point. There isn't a better car. It's very good, that car. And the last one, the new M3. Oh, wow. Out of nowhere. What a car, mate. That is So this is very out. interesting because it's a classic, Tony. You you had a car which you were one moment thinking about bringing on the Euro trip. Well, I would have brought it. You would have brought it, but you couldn't get it running quickly enough. Because of the fuel crisis. Sure. But you were also quite quick to slag it off. In your limited experience at the time, you were a bit like, oh, I don't get it. Oh, it's too soft. Oh, it's too boring. Okay, fine. You didn't really drive it but you were quick, as you often are, to judge. Yeah. Now you've spent more time in a different car, and suddenly you're, oh, this thing's amazing. No, no, no. It was always amazing the first time, but when we went away, and, I'd, and, I'd, and I was in the GT4, I couldn't imagine the M3 being better than the GT4. For that trip. For that trip. And when we was on that, because the only thing that worried me about the GT4 was the big motorway slogs. But it was absolutely fine, mate. It was comfortable. You know, I, dro- I drove all the way back from Monaco and, and I didn't miss a beat. Yeah. You know, I, di- I didn't get out feeling uncomfortable. So that's why I praised the GT4 so much. And the M3 would have been very good at that bit. But when we was up in the Alps on the twisty stuff, there's no way it would have been as good as a GT4 for sure. sure. I-, I just know by driving it what I've driven now. And you're right, I didn't spend... I knew it was good and it felt good and it's a lucky little M5. It's four cars in one. But now I've I've got another one now and I've used that and I've done some miles in that. Flipping hell, what a car. Really? Oh, man. You love it. Mm, because it's, a, it's got so many, like like the M5, it's got so many sort of uh, personalities, so many the, different. It, the, the only thing is, is like these, these modern cars, as we know, they can almost be a, a bit too perfect. Mm. But I like perfect I like a car to do exactly what it says on the tin. And it's why I like the M5 so much because they're four cars in one. And the M3 is exactly the same. Yeah. So if I say that the M5's 
the best all-round car you can buy, I've got to say the M3 is very similar because it's it's a similar car. It's a baby it's version. It's brilliant, mate. Yeah, I need to spend more time with one. I only drove one during the, the launch game for, for a day and yeah, probably need to spend a bit more time with it. Um, In all scenarios as well. It like the box. It's comfortable. Yeah. It's got lovely stereo in it. It's so quiet. by the touring, but uh, yeah. you know, if it's not coming for a year and it's a hundred grand. <laughs> not and if me. you want to get your foot down or go sideways or drive it properly, the steering and the brakes, it just, it just everything, mate. Yeah. It's just very, very good. Well, I think, you know, fundamentally what we've proven is this year has been good. It's had its trying moments. And I know for lots of you out there, it's been very, very tough. Um, but we've been spoiled. We've been lucky. We're still here. Uh, we've still been able to work with huge thanks to so many of you for supporting the podcast. We've been able to keep this going mm-hmm. alongside everything else we've been doing. Uh, and we've had some amazing car experiences, driven yeah. some brilliant new cars, discussed some very exciting newer cars, mm-hmm. uh, and also slagged off some old ones. Thanks, Tony. <laughs> um, and it's it's exactly what we hope to be doing next year. So let's see what 22 has in store. No, we're going to step it up next year. Well, I mean, we're going to step it up with the podcast, hopefully, but yeah, other experiences, yeah. let's see what Omnicron has to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed, we'll be getting out there, experiencing more, doing more. We have actually been muttering about a potential road trip with Paul again very early next year. We're going to have to wait and see if we can make it all happen and again, see what the world's saying, but that could be very interesting. Well, it will be interesting because it was his idea initially and then he's now he's... he's He's got his speedos on. He's backstroking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, once we said we're coming, he suddenly changed his mind. Yeah, <laughs> well, I can't do this and I can't do that. And We'll figure it out. Um, and then, of course, we are working on it. Behind the Glass Live will return strong in 22. So yeah. stay tuned. But yeah, thank you so much for all of your support this year. Yeah. It's been incredible. We haven't got to 50K, but we're not going to hold it against you. No. Nope. <laughs> we hate you all. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, if you haven't and you're thinking about it, <laughs> Subscribe now. I'm not going to do that now, no. are they? You said you hate them all. <laughs> Subscribe now. Uh, turn on notifications so you don't miss those episodes when we're back. As I say, one more episode coming this year with Paul reviewing the F1 2021 season. And then we'll be back the first week in January to pick up on our chats and see or look ahead to next year. Uh, so yes, if you want to follow Tony, he's at Tony Gravelwood Car Sales on most social media platforms. Uh, if you want to get yourself an STG travel mug or try the new Nespresso aluminum capsules, head over to drinkperla.co.uk. You can follow me at Seen Through Glass on most social media platforms. Bye bye for now. Bye. Merry Christmas. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.